I'm Sean McCormick, and this is Optimal Performance. And we've got these pictures that show this guy's foot going from this big red swollen blob that you can barely tell toes on with the markings of where the amputation is going to be to moving back to a normal foot. <laughs> why, why would anyone want to consider using a nasal laser? It's, you know, to me, it's, it's like a toothbrush. Everybody should have a nasal laser. Pharmaceutical, nutraceutical, electroceutical. Our living body is intelligent. There's nothing in our body that doesn't have an, its own innate intelligence. Everything in us, an individual cell is a problem-solving machine. It's an intelligent, living, intelligent entity that is trying to do whatever its job is the best that it can. Lasers in your ears and your nose, bioelectric medicine, red light therapy for your mouth, frequency-specific microcurrents to treat specific tissues in the body. That is the topic of this week's episode of the Optimal Performance Podcast with Guy Odishaw. Guy has over 30 years of clinical experience working with people in a wide array of ailments, and they are focusing right now at Cerebral Fit, that's CerebralFit.com. They're focusing on the brain. We're focusing on neurodegenerative diseases like Alzheimer's, and they have some incredible biohacking devices. In addition to the clinics, they have an online store where you can look through some of the most cutting edge biohacking equipment, audiovisual entrainment, frequency specific microcurrent therapy, cerebral light, red light going through your skull directly into your brain. This is such a cool episode. Why should you care though? Why should you care about this episode? Because this technology has been in use effectively for a very long time. And the reason that we don't know about it is because it works. It works better than pharmaceuticals in many, many cases. And that's why it's important to get this information out. One thing that I want to stay close to in this podcast is to deliver information that is effective, that is useful, that is affordable, that goes against the mainstream narrative, that goes against the health solutions that we've been sold that don't work very well. And this is an excellent case. Light, energy, vibration. This stuff works. And I invite you to go to the show notes to check out CerebralFit.com, so where you can get a discount on the link. I've been using two products over the course of the last week or so from Cerebral Frit. One is the red light mouth guard and the other is the nasal laser. And I will tell you, I was astounded by how effectively the red light mouth guard whitened my teeth and revitalized my mouth. It felt like I had just gone to the dentist and it was a noticeable shades whiter just with like one use, two uses. Really incredible. Ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, I know you're going to enjoy this episode, Guy Odishaw. I'm here with Guy Odishaw, who is the Chief Technical Officer of Cerebral Fit. He's a psychophysiologist and an expert in bioelectric medicine. Guy, welcome to the Optimal Performance Podcast. Great to be here. Thanks for having me. Let's start with some nomenclature. Uh, how is it that you became an expert in bioelectric medicine? Sure. Great question. So I'm going to do a quick little review here and then get to the, the meat of the question. So I've been practicing for a little over 30 years, started off in what's called uh, integrated manual therapies and been, so practice that. Uh, and then somewhere along the line, I brought a provider into my clinic. So I, I, I run a, 
a large integrative medicine clinic. So we at, the, at our peak, we had 31 different providers. So a lot of different things happening in the clinic. And I brought in a provider who did bioelectric medicine. I, I kind of vaguely knew of it, but I didn't know that much about it. And what I saw was just absolutely stunning. The, the results she would get from what she did, which was primarily, she worked with microcurrent therapy. And it was really just watching her and, and the results she got with her patients that attracted me. So then I trained with her, started using that equipment, brought that equipment into the clinic, but that that opened me up to this whole world that to that point in my career, I don't even know that I'd ever heard about it, certainly never spent any time thinking about it or following the research. But once I started practicing and researching uh, just more and more, over the last probably 15 years of my career, I've moved into bioelectric medicine to a point where that makes up the bulk of what I do. And then I've started a couple of clinics that just specialize in bioelectric medicine, and then now have gotten into with CerebroFit, the, the uh, device design manufacturer side of it. Um, so yeah, so it was really just seeing a clinician have unexplainable results that opened me up as a practitioner. Can you remember the first time that you were like, oh my gosh, like what device was being used and what was the patient or, or customer outcome where you were like blown away by something that she did? Sure. So, so my, my, my very, very first one actually kind of predates this particular person. Uh, and that was, we had an esthetician in the clinic who used some similar but different uh, kind of lower end microcurrent in his work. And, you know, I, I would see his clients leave and this one is this, I saw the woman walk in for the treatment. I saw her walk out for the treatment and the difference before and after was so striking that I did something very uncharacteristic for me, which is I walked up and said, excuse me, I hate to be rude, impolite, but I have to ask you like, like what, what just happened? Like, this is a, a major transformation. I, I just have to ask what happened. She was happy to tell the story about seeing Delaney, the practitioner, and how she had completely changed her skincare regimen from what she used to be doing, doing a lot of cosmetic processes to just doing microcurrent. And, and just, just really a, a great advocacy for it. So that put it on my radar, but it was still aesthetics and that didn't hold much interest for me. So that was my first time when I just had to ask somebody. But then when Suzanne came along, who was doing on the orthopedic side, there, I would say probably the thing that that got my the most kind of jaw dropping was seeing somebody come in with a walker, this elderly gentleman coming in with a walker. And just, you know, little micro steps down the hall, long hallway to the treatment room. And then watching him walk out with his um, son who had brought him to the appointment, carrying his walker. And he just he just walked out of the place like he had no problem. Mm -hmm. And that that was like a head turning moment for me where I was like, OK, so I just I walked down the hall. I said, OK, Suzanne, what just happened? Yeah, I saw that guy come in and I saw him leave. That is unexplainable. And she did her typical Suzanne thing and just laughed at me and 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 then started to tell me all kinds of crazy stories that seemed too good to be true. 
But then she she went about proving it to me every day in the clinic. Um, I had a, so again, at this point, the clinic was a little smaller than it is now. We probably had 10 treatment rooms in the clinic. She would take over as many rooms as weren't being used in a moment. And she'd have a, a waiting room full of patients waiting to see her every day. The room would be full from open to close. And no kidding. I mean, we would be there some nights till midnight because her people would they just wouldn't stop coming. We'd have to say, okay, that's it. We're stopping for the day. And if she could fill six treatment rooms, she would run six treatment rooms and just a constant supply of people. And what she was using was uh, microcurrent therapy, which by today's technology is a little out of date. It was probably, it's probably 35 year old equipment, but it still does something that no other equipment on the market does, which is, is, is called biofeedback based microcurrent um, therapy. So it, it sends a signal to the body. It reads the signal coming back out of the body, compares it to its algorithms and says, what would bring this kind of change in the waveform? It calculates a new waveform, sends in a new waveform, reads the change, and it keeps doing that continually until basically what it's looking for is how, how am I moving the system so that the signal I put in is virtually identical to the system, the signal that comes out. Hmm. So that it it's basically um, the body isn't utilizing any of the microcurrent that's passing through. So in, in according to this equipment, their model is then the system has optimized, has normalized. Um, and so that's what it's trying to do every two and a half seconds. It's reading, writing, reading, writing, reading, writing over the course of a treatment. So that's the sometimes referred to as, as Russian microcurrent, just for reasons that don't make a whole lot of sense. But that's, a, that's the technology she was using. We still use that same technology in our clinic now, only there's been iterations advanced that the equipment has gotten much, much smaller, uh, much less expensive, can do more things, but that equipment is still functioning. There's many people who that's all they use is that equipment that's 40 years old. Wow. Uh, but yeah, watching her transform, we had a guy come in and he, he literally had the, the dotted lines from the surgeon to, to have his foot uh, amputated, diabetic. And, 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 you know, Susan had been telling him, you know, I can help you, I can help you, had been saying no. The, the night before his surgery scheduled, he calls Susan and says, okay, Susan, I, we got it. You, you said you can help me, help me. They're going to take my foot. So in a 24 hour time period, she works on him pretty much continuously. And we've got these pictures that show this guy's foot going from this big red swollen blob that you can barely tell toes on with the markings of where the amputation is going to be to moving back to a normal foot. And and then uh, he, of course, deeply indebted, he goes on to to become part of her practice and works as her accountant for years. And so I got to I got to know him for that period of time. And he kept that foot healthy for all of those years. So it wasn't like a temporary thing. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so that was another one that registered for me. Um, now, since then, we've been able to reproduce that result, you know, kind of in our clinic, but this was in my introduction to it and seeing, 
you know, an acute care situation at that with those stakes and her being able to take that person from about to lose his foot to again, six years later, he's healthy. He's fine. Mm. Um, Okay. I mean, incredible. I mean, (laughs) this week's episode is brought to you by BioPro Plus. I cannot tell you how much this product has changed my life and so many of the lives of my clients and you listeners. It's also saved my butt during 75 hard. BioPro Plus is the faster, easier, and safer non-synthetic alternative to painful, expensive, and invasive anti-aging and hormone treatments. Before you do TRT, before you start taking a bunch of herbs that may not make you feel the way that you want to feel, you should try this. You can go to bioproteintech.com and use the code OPP for $30 off. You know, you know that a sponsor is a hit when people who have purchased it reach out to me and say, holy cow, Sean, I try this and it's amazing. It's blowing my mind. It makes me better at everything that I do. I love having sponsors like this that really make a difference in people's lives. And this product is, it's absolutely incredible. It's growth factors and amino acids that will help you improve your hormones, become better at everything that you want to do. So go to bioproteintech.com and use the code OPP for $30 off. (laughs) From seeing a woman walk in, seeing her face, seeing how she looked, and then having her walk out and you being like, whoa, that woman looks different. I have to go ask her like why she looks so much better to the guy with the walker to a, you know, a diabetic foot amputation. Those are what I'm so glad we started there because that, that does present a picture of the potential for some of these technologies. And obviously we'll talk a little bit about, you know, some other types of bioelectric medicine um, and some of the devices, which are so fascinating to me. The question that I have though is, so you've got a person with, um, with a, with a poor lifestyle that got so bad that their foot was going to need to be taken off. And over the course of a day, you take a, a gnarly ballooned up foot and bring it back to a normal foot in a day, which is insane to me. Incredible. How is it that he did he then make lifestyle changes and change his nutrition and change his movement that like you know, um, altered the course of his, of his life and longevity and health span based on that, that one intervention. Like how much do you know about his story that he was able to like? Sure. Yeah. So great, great question. And, and I'll say, so we have two kind of parallel stories. So I have a, another diabetic client who has, has lost a leg to diabetes. And by the time he showed up to me was about to lose another foot. And so he was a similar guy. He was, he didn't literally have the surgical markings, but he was set for surgery. Uh, he'd had a very serious burn to that foot and because diabetic and neuropathy, he couldn't feel it when it was being burned. And so it got much further along than what happened to you or I, because we would have felt it. He couldn't feel it. And, and the doctors were just like, there's, there's no hope with your diabetes, your condition, this wound is never going to heal. We're going to have gangrene. So if we want to save your leg, we got to take your foot. So this is his story when he shows up. So we have these two people, very similar stories. Um, the one that, 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 I, that you had asked about, this was a corrective experience for him. Hmm. So 
having been at that point where he was about to lose a part of his body and then it being saved, that was a corrective moment for him where he changed his behavior. He, he, you know, became a, a devoted uh, patient of Susan's, listened to what she had to say, changed his diet, lifestyle, activity level, got his diabetes under control, and again, went on to be a much healthier version of himself than he had been before that moment, right? So for him, that was a wake-up call. Then I've got my other client who, having already lost a leg, did not change his lifestyle. Being on the cusp of losing a foot, we started because of the acute care, he was willing to do the microcurrent therapy and we, we were able to save that foot. So then he stopped care and, and did not make any lifestyle changes. Well, that foot became under threat again because it was the process was happening. We were able to convince him to go under care again and we were able to save the foot again. He then stopped care. Proactively this time, I just stayed after him and stayed after him, hounded him. I've been able to get him to do some, some occasional ongoing care with the goal being, let's save that foot and leg. You don't need to lose it. But he, he basically refuses to change any diet, lifestyle, anything. The only thing that we've gotten out of him is he's occasionally willing to do an at-home treatment to, to kind of fight back the degenerative process so that he isn't losing his foot. But I mean, I feel like he lives on the cusp of losing that foot. Hmm. Yeah. So it, wow. two, two very similar conditions, two similar people in terms of men about the same age, one who has a wake-up call radically changes and goes on to be very healthy, uh, still doing well, and one, despite the consequences, is unwilling to change. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that that makes sense to me. I mean, some people have it, some people don't, some people develop that, that will to increase their lifespan. You know, there's, there's, there's a lot of mental health stuff that goes along willpower, you know, inflammatory states and where they live and all that stuff. But yeah, it's super interesting to me, you know, in, in, you know, before we turn on the microphones, I told you that I have a fair familiarity with, um, with bioelectric medicine. And as I look through different, some of the different products that that you guys carry and your, in your, in your offerings, I'm like, oh, okay, that makes sense. Yeah, okay, cool. Um, but I want to kind of go through some of these different products that you guys carry sure. um, because I don't know that people know that you can use nasal lasers. <laughs> I don't know that everybody's sitting around talking about nasal later- lasers at home, and it's right. just a fun thing to say, nasal lasers. It is. It is. So <laughs> why why would anyone want to consider using a nasal laser? Right. Yeah. So great one. It's a great product. I love that one. It's, you know, to me, it's, it's like a toothbrush. Everybody should have a nasal laser and, and like, you like to have fun with it. When I tell people it's a nasal laser, I said, it's exactly what it sounds like. It's two lasers. You stick up your nose. Yes. Like let's just laugh about it. Now this, this product actually also comes with ear lasers. So you get uh, two lasers you can put in your nose, two lasers you could put in your ears. And, and obviously they have, 
you know, light therapy has a direct tissue effect. So where the tissue the light is shining on is being affected, but it also has a blood-based effect. So the, the nasal laser, it's, its inception as a device was primarily as a whole body circulatory system treatment. Now there's some uh, ch changes to that. So in a moment, I'll talk about that. But initially the reason for the nasal laser was a couple of things. One, just the physiology, the anatomy of the nose and the nasal passageway. What you have is the nasal membrane is very, very, very thin. And the blood comes very close to the surface. So you've got capillaries spreading out the blood very close to the surface in a basically translucent um, tissue. So very little light is lost in the transmission from the nasal passageway into the blood. So it makes it a highly efficient place to get light into the blood mm. with a very low level light. Right? So if you want to go through skin, you have to get through skin, you have to get through fat cells, you have to get through melanin, you have to, you know, so there's, there's, it's harder to get light through skin. So you need more light. When you put it through the nose, you need less light. So it's a great place to do it. So you can have a, again, a relatively low cost device uh, that you can get a radiation for the whole body. About every six minutes, all the blood in your body passes through your nasal passageway. So you can irradiate all the blood in your body. Like I, my recommendation is a 30 minute treatment. So do 30 minutes once a day. You could do 15, that's fine. But I tell people 30 so that they'll do 10. Um, uh -huh. But in a 30 minute treatment, you've irradiated all the blood in your body five times. And, and so we have free floating mitochondria. The primary effect that red light near infrared is the same effect. Uh, red light has is on mitochondria in increasing mitochondrial activity, which is uh, ATP production, energy production. That's a big one that gets talked about is the ATP production energy, but what gets talked about less is mitochondria actually do a lot of things besides produce ATP and one is cell signaling. So they're a, they're a communication beacon if they're in a cell, so a cellular mitochondria communicating within that cell. If they're free floating, they're gonna have more communication with the environment of the body than the environment of the cell. But they're a, they're a communicator. So they're part of responsibility of the information uh, system within the body. So when we empower mitochondria, not only do we increase energy, but we improve our information processing system. And, and so again, with a nasal laser costs $200, you've got a great way to treat your whole body. Mm. So what are the benefits then? The, I, and I did not know that in six minutes, all the blood goes through the, you know, <laughs> the area up up in my nose i think that that's super awesome um so what what are the what are the benefits what what are, what are the benefits and what do people experience which are sometimes two different things sure yeah so um uh so the the there's the, the kind of standard 11 benefits of red near infrared light i won't drag you or the audience through all 11, we'll touch on some of the highlights. Um, so the number one is the increased mitochondrial activity. Right? So again, the, the way I think about that is, in a simple terms is just think about your house, right? And you've got to maintain the house. But if your income is, is, um, 
is low, right? So you're really just kind of like subsistence living. You're not going to spend a lot of money on maintaining the house. So maybe the, you know, the front steps break. So you don't really fix them. You just patch them. Um, you know, the front door gets creaky. You don't really, it doesn't really close well anymore. So you just double up the weather stripping on it. And, you know, just a lot of just general maintenance stuff doesn't get handled in the best way because you don't have the income to pay for it. You got to pay for the most important things, right? You got to have food and then shelter. So heat and running water, those things you pay for, but you don't fix the broken window or the screen on the window. Whatever. So our bodies are the same way. If we don't have enough energy, the body will start to constrain the use of that energy and maintain core functions, but let things go that are less important for immediate survival. And so the body starts to break down. This is basically the, the process of degenerative disease. Right? So what happens, just like a person, if you get more money, uh, you know, you, you're get a raise at work, get a new job, your income doubles, all of a sudden you have a lot more money. You start looking around going, oh, well, I'm going to get those front ste steps fixed. I'm going to get that door rehung. I'm going to get that screen replaced. And, and the maintenance of the home starts to happen. And, you know, there's a big difference between living in a house that is nothing more than keeps you warm and dry versus a house that is has has much more to offer you in terms of kind of quality of life right mm. so it's the same for our body when we can take care of those things that that in terms of survival are considered extra but in terms of quality of life are not extra an example of this something like macular degeneration right macular degeneration is it's it's just a it's a a, a devitalization of the structures of the eye that's it that's the entire disease is is just a devitalization of the tissues related to the eye revitalize those tissues change the course of the disease right so and again in our system would say that you know vision is important but it's not survival level important at a certain point and and again we pick the various parts we could say the same thing about them um so so increasing energy is not just about like, oh, I'm going to take a caffeine pill so I have more pep. Not at all. It's it's about vitalizing the cellular machinery that does the job of, of repair and regeneration in the body. So if we mm -hmm. get more energy in, we can shift into a process that is more about uh, regeneration than just a defense against degeneration. Those are you know two very different positions to be in. So that's ATP production. Again, we talked about the, the signaling mitochondria as, as cell signaling and communication hubs. So that's important. Uh, the next one that's usually on the list is inflammation. So the red near infrared light uh, seems to have an impact on this kind of what's called cytochrome C oxidase chromophore, which interrupts the inflammatory cycle. So there's actually a couple of different places where uh, red near infrared light in, can, can interrupt the inflammatory process. So it's a great anti-inflammatory. You can take a steroidal anti-inflammatory, you could take a non-steroidal anti-inflammatory, but those chemicals also have some level of, of toxic effect. Whereas using red near infrared light, no toxic effect. 
And so it's a natural way to get a handle on inflammation that is really more about a nutrient than a gentle toxin. So it's a, it's a, it's a, you know, there's a certain, you know, just brilliance of using this natural mechanism to control inflammation. So then we can get into things like increases nitric oxide, which is about circulation. So blood vessel dilation, uh, open up capillaries. So we get not only more blood moving, but more blood moving deeper into tissues and blood is oxygenation, it's nutrients, but it's also waste material. It's taking away catabolic materials, toxins. So we have both a new, you know, a nourishing effect, but a detoxifying effect by increasing blood flow. So some other things that happen in terms of being able to uh, seal up leaky vasculature. So that can be very important, especially if you're talking about, say, something like a vascular dementia or just dementia in general, where a contributing factor to that person's dementia may be leaky vasculature. If we can if we can close those leaks, we can affect the progression of that disease. So that's why we use one of the reasons we use red near infrared light in say treating dementia is sealing up the leaks in the vasculature. Um, another big one is reactive oxygen species. So this one is interesting in the literature. You'll hear some people talking about increasing uh, reactive oxygen species and some people talking about decreasing it. So it's a free radical. So generally seen in free radicals, we think of as bad. But what's actually interesting is we need a certain amount of reactive oxygen species to stimulate processes that are that are pro-life, that are healthy, that we want to have happen. So if we have too much, it's a toxin. If we have too little, it doesn't drive those processes. And so what we find with red near-infrared light is it actually helps balance the reactive oxygen species so that we have the proper amount in the place we want it, which is kind of extracellularly, um, and then not sequestered within a cell where it can become a toxin mm. and act like a free radical and cause oxidative, oxidative stress. So, um, so it's more of a balancing effect than being pro or con. Um, so maybe I'll just throw one more and then I'll stop my laundry list of, of benefits. But one that I just personally am fascinated by, and the research isn't fantastic here, but there's enough research to tell us that that there's an effect that has been uh, studied, but also clinical experience where we see it happening. And that's why I, I, I feel a little more strongly about it. And that is the mRNA uh, transcriptase. So all of us are far too familiar with mRNA because of mRNA vaccines and all of the news and everything we heard about for years about mRNA. So mRNA is, is there to make a, a copy of our DNA when a cell uh, replicates, right? It's, so it's an error checking process. So when we can improve the mRNA transcriptase process, that means when we make a copy of a gene, if that process is optimized, there's an increased chance that genetic damage will be repaired in the new cell so that the new cell won't just be a copy of the old cell, it'll be a better version of it. So in the place where we see this is in aesthetics, where you have you have uh, skin damage, so sun damage. Sun damage is a genetic mutation 
in the DNA creates a pigmentation. So mostly women, but really anybody, but mostly women, certainly in our clinics, 90% women in our aesthetics department uh, coming in for service. If they have uh, uh, you know, uh, sun damage, which has caused pigmentation change, that's, that's a thing that they're often trying to change. And they're doing all kinds of chemical peels and laser treatments. And what we see is just using something as simple as red light over a fairly short period of time, really weeks, but it can be months depending on the depth of the damage and the extent of it. But, but in weeks, we can see that uh, spot changing. And what that, that's the confirmation that that DNA damage is being healed at the cellular level. Because those, as those cells replace, they don't, they don't produce a damaged skin cell. Right? Mm. And so that's where we see kind of the proof of this idea that we see in the lab that, that the mRNA transcriptase process is being optimized. We can see that in the face when these uh, sun damage spots start to go away. So, mm. um, so that's just one of my own like personal favorites because because the, the, what that means for us is if that effect is is real and 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 I don't not even real isn't the word. If it's happening at a rate that is meaningful enough, so so if you're using infrared light, and I'm going to say our helmet for dementia, and we're we're able to meaningfully change the the rate of of um, DNA repair, that can affect the course of the disease for that person. And that's what excites me is when we're talking about taking on chronic diseases, can we have a, an epigenetic influence on the genes? And the science says yes. And clinical practice says it's happening. Mm. So, yeah. Wow. Excellent explanation. Uh, I, I appreciate that. Those, those highlights of the effects just really briefly is is the same is it the same idea with the mouth guard or red light mouth guard is that there's just what lots of um ability to get into the blood through the gums through the teeth sure so um with the mouth guard we we tend to be thinking more of a local tissue effect than a systemic effect and so um what to say is you can think we use it aesthetically. So if people have discoloration in their teeth, just decay, you know, in the enamel, we have seen the red light reverse that in a matter of days. So there's a whitening effect, but it isn't just whitening. Like you, you take the tooth and you bleach the color out of it. You're actually revitalizing the enamel of the tooth. Wow. And the tooth like regrows the healthy enamel where there was uh, you know, basically dying tissue, mm. it's revitalized. And so that brown spot hasn't been, it's not a dead spot you bleach white. It's a dying spot that you return to life. Wow. It's a very different concept, right? Incredible. Yeah. And then you might have somebody with gingivitis and and so gingivitis can have a number of causes. So we have a, a red mouth guard, but we also have a red blue mouth guard. So blue is kind of antimicrobial. So if a person's uh, gingivitis is bacterial based, you can put in a, an antimicrobial uh, 
form, but you don't have to take an oral antibiotic. You don't have to put in, again, a chemical into the body. You can use light. And so you know, we see just amazing results in something like, again, gingivitis. People have kind of the, the receding gum. It can be painful. Some people, it's so bad they have to have surgery for it. We've seen that process reverse um, with the use of the mouth guards. Because again, we're we're often, like most of the time, we're vitalizing tissue. We're not fighting something. We're, we're restoring vitality to the body in the natural process. And when it can overcome the pathological process, you have a restoration of health, but you yeah. don't have to do anything that's anti. In the case of blue light, we are actually bringing in an anti something. And so the caution with blue light is you don't want to use too much blue light because it has the opposite effect on the mitochondria. It slows down the function of mitochondria. So you have a devitalization effect if you if you do too big of a dose of blue light. So blue light in the right dose it can be very healthy in the sense of it curbs the process you don't want. Use it too long and it'll curb the processes that you do want. Mm. So we, we keep our dose of blue low, uh, red, there's really no upper limit. Do as much as you want. Someplace in there is just an efficiency equation, but not a dosing equation. And so, yeah, so the mouth guard is, a, you know, it's an easy, convenient way to get red light. Uh, but usually we're doing the mouth guard because there's something orally going on. Like, here's a big mm -hmm. one. Uh, people who are going through chemo, they will develop oral mucositis. So it's been well, long known in the dental community that you can use a red laser to treat the sores of oral mucositis and resolve them in a matter of hours. So what we did, part of the, the use of the red mouth guard is for people going through chemotherapy, if they start the mouth guard before, we have many, many, many people who go through the process of chemotherapy and never develop oral mucositis. If they have a breakthrough, maybe they need to, to go longer than the 30 minute, they need to treat for two hours. If they have a serious breakthrough, then we'll up to a stronger device. And again, generally, in a few hours, we can take a sore that's manifesting and resolve it. And, and that's for people going through this process. Like one of the biggest things is that for, I mean, it's bad enough the person has the, diag the, the diagnosis of cancer. They have the stress of that, the impact of that on them, on their family, then the treatment, which can, you know, maybe it's surgery, maybe it's chemo, maybe it's chemo radiation. There's all of, there's all of those stresses. You might think of like, well, so we're helping them with their oral mucositis. What's the big deal? The big deal for them is if it's bad, they can't eat or drink. Mm. And so they tend to lose a lot of weight and just kind of suffer from malnutrition when they're going through one of the most difficult passages in their life, they, they can't feed their body. And so to be able to have somebody have no sores in their mouth and they're able to eat and drink normally through that, it's it's an incredible improvement in quality of life, but also in their ability to feed their body while they're going through this really challenging time. Mm -hmm. So as simple as it might seem, for the people who live this, it's a godsend. Mm -hmm. They wow. love their mouth guards. Yeah.
the just sticking on the photobiomodulation, you know, we've got the we've got the nasal lasers, we've got the red and red and blue mouth guards, and then we've got the cerebral light, the helmet that uh, that's so you know uh, unique. And and I and I guess the thing that, that that's interesting to me is how powerful does that red light have to be in order to penetrate penetrate through the skull, or does it penetrate through the skull? Yep, great question. So, so red light won't make it uh, through the skull. I mean, maybe if you had enough power density, you could push some red light through, but it's near infrared that has the ability to penetrate through the skull, even at low power densities. And that, so that just has to do with the, um, the, the wavelength and, and, and the physics of photons interacting with chromophores in the body. So you've got red that'll go about five millimeters. Then you have near infrared that will go something like three, well, let's say if we're gonna um, say three to four inches. Hmm. So, so we know we can get light through the scalp, through the skull, through the dura into the brain. And probably not just the cortex, but to the thalamus, at least if, if we're starting, say, from the crown of the head and have to go through the cortex to, say, the thalamus, um, the, the, the physics seems to tell us that like, we can do this. They do tests with fiber optics. Well, they'll insert a fiber optic um, meter to be able to register the amount of, of photons that are making it through. And so we have good science that shows that that we can get that three to four inches in. And that's that's using a power density that is completely safe. Now, you could up the power density where you risk um, uh, burning tissue, either at the skin level or somewhere below. So you could, say, burn the cortex in an effort to get to the amygdala. Like That would be bad but staying in very safe levels of power density, we can get light three to four inches into the brain. So then it's really just a positioning thing, getting enough uh, arrays of light so that we are getting a penetration to a, to a maximal amount of the, the brain that we can. Hmm. Wow. I, I want to change change directions just a little bit because sure. this this term that maybe I've heard before I just haven't didn't didn't recognize it is this idea of electroceuticals and and that's what we're talking about here right is um you know you can you can think about what that word might mean electroceuticals <laughs> suticals and you've spoken in the past about the, the 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 pairing or the combination of electroceuticals with nutraceuticals and it seems obvious to me but i'm wondering if there's more than what i'm assuming we're talking about here is using um using devices like this to have an effect red and near infrared light to 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 sort of bring our body back to homeostasis to give the body a chance to do what the body is good at, which is to, you know, thrive. Um, so uh, in my mind, it's like, okay, duh, we've got these, we've got these devices and these techniques that will, that will revitalize or vitalize the body. 
combining those with nutraceuticals just seems like a slam dunk. Am I, am I seeing this correctly? Or is there, is there a specific connection between the use of electroceuticals and specific nutraceuticals that have like a symbiotic effect for vitalization? Ooh, that's a big question. (laughs) Well, it's it's one of my favorite areas. Um, So let's see what to say. So I'm going to back up a little bit and say, you know, pharmaceutical, nutraceutical, electroceutical, kind of, you know, not exactly equivalents, but they're going to be equivalents, right? So I agree. The first one is pharmaceuticals. We all are, that doesn't need an explanation. You know, you go to the doctor, they write a prescription, you go to the pharmacy, they give you a drug, you take it, something happens, hopefully it's good and not too bad. And, and away you go, right? So that's a pharmaceutical. Great. Love it. Then we have nutraceuticals, which are acting, you know, in the same way, only they're, what to say, like the difference between a pharmaceutical and a nutraceutical. The, in a certain way, the nutraceuticals are just, they're just not being um, uh, regulated like a pharmaceutical. Now, it's also true they haven't been through the rigorous testing. They're not as potent, generally speaking, right? So part of what's happened in a pharmaceutical is somebody has spent years in a lab figuring out how to get this chemical across the gut, through the liver, into the bloodstream, to the site where it's supposed to do its work, relatively intact, right? And intact enough to have the function you want. And, and that's a lot of body chemistry and body defenses. You've got to figure out how to get this chemical through. That's in many ways that, that we could say that's what makes a pharmaceutical is it's gone through that process. They've figured out how to deliver this molecule relatively unchanged at a concentrated dose to now like, unfortunately, we can't target. So when you take it, it goes everywhere. That's the mm-hmm. side effect side of pharmaceutical medicine. Um, but but just talking on the positive side, when it gets to the receptor it needs to be at, it has a potent function. Right? So that's, that's really pharmaceuticals. Everything in nutraceuticals, again, they either haven't gone through that scientific process at all. And so we don't really know when we take this nutraceutical and it goes through our stomach, what our stomach acid does to it. And then when it has to cross the, the barrier into our you know internal system, so now it's in our liver, now it's into our blood and it goes off. We don't really know the cascade of changes that that substance has gone through to what's now off having an active effect. We just know that generally taking this results in a good outcome. And, mm-hmm. and nobody's doing the science to know that. And, and I don't want to say nobody, because these days we have some some really intelligently designed nutraceuticals. Mm-hmm. If we open up the world of nutraceuticals to, say, herbs and supplements and everything that is, is a chemical you're putting in your mouth or on your skin to have an effect, like that's our nutraceutical category, big category. Right? So so generally they're they're safer, but part of their safer is they're not as potent, right? So that, that that's kind of the trade-off. 
but both pharmaceuticals and nutraceuticals are working on the chemical side of things. So if we think about at a, at a cellular level, well, so this isn't entirely true, but there's the, the somewhat conventional thinking is we are chemical electric beings, right? So at a cellular level, you've got a chemical side and an electrical side. And, and it's a, every, every cellular uh, action is a combination of a chemical electrical effect. So pharmaceuticals and nutraceuticals are leveraging the chemical side. Along comes electroceuticals that is putting in like an electric current that is now affecting the electrical side of that equation. So, you know, electroceuticals aren't as new as we like to think they are. But if we just talk about modern day electroceuticals and just think about today's world, um, this is this is unique in the sense of now we have something to address the, the chemical and electrical side of what's happening at the cellular level, at the tissue level, at the organ level. And that has not historically been true. And, and so th this is where electroceuticals come into play is there's this whole other side that we, we haven't tended to. And so there's just a lot of room for growth and development and um, being able to augment uh, health through this not, you know, historically untapped resource. So that's, yeah. the, that's, that's electroceuticals, you know, in a very kind of rough idea. Um, so then it, it gets a little more specifically into, you know, in terms of our devices within CerebroFit, which are the devices we've chosen to use to address electroceuticals? Because there are a lot of devices. It sounds like you're familiar with this personally, that, you know, I mean, I swear there's a hundred new devices every day. It's incredible. It's incredible. Yeah. And, and how is a consumer supposed to know, is this real? Does this have an effect? It doesn't have an effect. Does it have an effect that the person who's selling it says that it does? Do they know mm -hmm. that? Has this ever been tested? Is this somebody's just, you know, crazy uncle made this in the basement? I mean, <laughs> you, you just don't know. Right. And, and so it, it, it's, it's the wild west out there on the electroceutical side right now, very well, completely, almost completely unregulated. And, and so as a consumer, you just, you don't know what you're buying and, and how much you should be paying for a device. Should I be paying $60 or $6,000? Cause there's, I'm telling you, I see this in my own practice. There's a $60 device that, is real and works and does something and a $6,000 device that doesn't do anything. Mm -hmm. and, and you as a consumer, just because you're paying $6,000 does not mean you're buying something that's really good and really effective. It just means somebody talked to you out of $6,000. Mm -hmm. so, so it's challenging from, from that side. But uh, I, I feel like we, I, I strayed off from your that's question. That's okay. No, uh, that's all right. That's all right. Um, let me yeah. let me let me jump in a little bit. Yeah, please. Um, I I think you're I think you're right, and I've talked about this on lots of different podcasts about how the future of medicine is going to leverage light. It's going to use light in a therapeutic way. Um, you know, I'm recording an episode I think tomorrow actually with uh, um, 
uh, Matt Maruka from Raw Optics, and they make uh, blue light blue light blocking glasses. And he's talking about the light diet, you know, um, sun exposure within thirty minutes of waking up, um, you know, to establish circadian rhythms, and you know, using light as medicine, which which is awesome because um you know doesn't have to, it's it doesn't have to pass through the liver it, you know it doesn't taste yucky it doesn't uh you know like there's there's so many benefits to it and and i believe that 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 the best biohacking devices um uh, stimulate what our body is good at anyway that that sort of homeostatic sort of optimal performance that comes from when things are all working at the same, working at their optimal level. And, um, to me, it's, a, it's sort of an obvious connection. You know, you're putting, putting good things in your body, you're putting good things in your mouth. Um, you're, you're getting sun exposure and then for acute issues or for, you know, diseases, you can, you can turn to, um, electroceuticals to aid your nutrition and to aid your sleep and to aid all these other things. Um, I want to, I want to kind of zoom out now that we've zoomed in so far and uh, time is flying by, but what, what is essentially the, the mission for uh cerebral fit? Like, are you, are you here to, uh, to provide clinics and devices to people? Or are you, are you here to, um, well, before I continue to qualify the question, I'll just let you answer it. I'm sure you've thought about it. What's the vision for cerebral fit? Yeah. So, um, so my partner, uh, Dr. Jeff Drobot, uh, uh, biomed center in Scottsdale, Arizona and Providence, Rhode Island, uh, fantastic, great guest for you to have on. Uh, so he and I, two clinicians, I've been practicing a little over 30 years. He's been practicing 26-ish years, uh, both Canadians, as it turns out. Uh, met here just because of a mutual patient, said, you guys are very similar. You should talk. We, we talked. And, and, and actually, where Cerebral Fit came out of was him and I just kind of kvetching about being clinic owners and and just what our day-to-day is like. And and said, so, you know what? We What I'd like to have is is I'd like to be able to help people, but at home. So we don't need the brick and mortar clinic and we don't need to have the large clinic staff that you need to support you know, inpatient treatment. And, and it's like, if we could just take those inefficiencies out of the system, we could deliver better healthcare for less. And for he and I, since we were kind of kvetching, we, we'd, we, could, we could work um, like our work lives would get less complicated and that would be a win for us personally. So it was really out of that. And, and so I'd been doing a fair amount of bioelectric medicine in my clinic and that's what caught his attention. And he does a fair amount in his clinic, but we were doing it differently. And so he kind of looked over the fence and said, Hey, if you teach me, I'll teach you out of that came cerebral fit, which is a collection of devices that like, so we decided to take on the brain. Okay, we're going to primarily focus on the brain. Do we do bodies? Yes. Do we do orthopedic, you know, pain-based? Yes. Do we do digestive concerns? Yes. Um, but but we're really focused on the brain. And so that means we end up with, a you know, a, a disproportionate number of uh, uh, clients who are neurodegenerative diseases, again, dementia, Parkinson's, dystonia, things of that nature, traumatic brain injury, anxiety, depression, OCD. 
So a lot of things are just brain related. That's our sphere. So you know, we, we like to say, so, so our mission was really how can we, for the patient, deliver this efficiency to them of not having to go to the clinic, not having to go to the clinic multiple times a week for treatment, do it at home, ideally every day, most, most healthcare, like kind of diet lifestyle type medicine does better when you participate in it every day. It's like brushing your mm -hmm. teeth, brush your teeth every day. It just works better. You just you'll have healthier teeth longer. It's just good for you. Quit arguing, brush your teeth every day. And, and I call these devices the toothbrush for the brain. And it's just do your nasal laser every day. Or if you have a helmet, do your helmet every day. If you have an AVE, do it every day. Why? Because it's good for you. For as long as you want to have a healthy brain, do it. When you're done with your brain, stop doing it. I mean, that that's <laughs> literally what I tell my clients, right? Is these things should be engaged in like nutrition and exercise and um, electroceuticals for the brain. So it was really that. It's like, how can we bring these efficiencies to the to the patient so that they can have better healthcare outcomes. And again, great example, dementia. Allopathic medicine really doesn't have an option for these people. Right? So they're they they just they just don't. I mean, they have interventions that they try, but their success rate is basically zero. So um, the Bredesen protocol, right? So Dr. Bredesen, one of my clinics is a Bredesen clinic. We do a lot mm. of Bredesen work. So they I've just had Dr. I've had Dr. Bredesen on the podcast twice. Yeah. Oh, he's, fantastic. He, he's nailed it. Yeah, exactly. So, so they just released a, a, a report recently uh, of, about their own, you know, their own internal study on their outcomes and they're running about an 84% success rate. Incredible. And that matches up with, with where my clinic is at as well. Right. So we're basically doing the same thing. It's just, He's got his brand. We have our brand. There's some, you know, worth parsing the differences between the two, but mostly, you know, we're doing uh, diet, lifestyle, blood work. We emphasize the bioelectric medicine more than he does, but he includes it 100% and I have a ton of respect for all that he's doing it. It just, we front load with that. He tends to front load with the functional medicine and the lifestyle side. And which is great. So we just have a slightly different emphasis between the two. So yeah, we see about an 85% efficacy rate um, in our chronic degenerative conditions. So again, whether that's dementia or Parkinson's or again, I mentioned earlier macular degeneration. We have so many people that we've been able to take from wherever they are in their diagnosis back to no diagnosable disease. Mm. And that's in a condition that Western medicine would say is untreatable. Right? You get a diagnosis of, of macular degeneration. It's just a slow slide into visual loss. There's nothing allopathic medicine has for you. They can do the, the shots in the eyes to kind of slow the process. And, and that, that does helpful. It is helpful. Can I, I'm sorry to interrupt, but yeah. can I jump in? What, yeah, what device please. do you use for macular degeneration? Is that the audio visual device? Nope. Um, so we have a kind of a whole program. Um, I'll, I'll run through it quickly, So, but I want to say the whole program, but I'll get to the devices. Uh, so so our, our number one intervention is acupuncture. You just can't beat the amount of change 
with acupuncture. It's not, it's, it's, it's particular kind of acupuncture. There's a couple of different styles that are out there. If somebody Googles macular degeneration and acupuncture, you'll come across um, Acunova and then some of the derivations of Acunova and they're great systems. They work. So when we ran our specialty eye clinic with just acupuncture, we had incredible success. Then, so I bought an existing clinic that, or business that just did traditional Chinese medicine for eye health. So I bought that, absorbed that into my clinic, layered in the bioelectric medicine, and we just saw our results go up, layering that in. So the, the impractical side of acupuncture is you have to come to the clinic. We, you know, it's not good enough if I ship you a box of needles and say, stick them in these spots. That's a bad idea. So we don't do that. But we we can use the nasal laser. When we were talking about the nasal laser, I said it, you know, it has a systemic effect, but it also has a local tissue effect. Well, that light goes into the eyes. So you can put in a nasal laser, go in a dark room, look in a mirror, and you will see that light coming out of your eyeballs. Awesome. So yeah, it's <laughs> totally fun. It's a great Halloween thing. Um, and Christmas, because you look like Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Um, so we know that that light is making it into the eye because you can Fantastic. physically see that it is, right? So the eyeball itself, the tissue of the eye is getting the benefit of the red light. So that's the vitalization of the of the tissue. It's, it's the perfect countermeasure to what's happening. But then we add to that frequency-specific microcurrent. So within the world of frequency-specific microcurrent, now we're back into our electroceuticals. What I like about frequency-specific microcurrent over other forms is there are frequency pairs for different tissues and functions. So if we want to treat the lens of the eye, we've got frequencies for that. If we want to treat the um, optic nerve, we have frequencies for that. If we want to treat the macula, we have frequencies for that. If we want to treat the vasculature coming to the macula, we have frequencies for that. So, so again, it, it's uh, frequency specific is, I, I say, it's like a pharmacy in a box. It's a digital pharmacy. So we put together protocols that address all of these, um, the tissues that are being degenerated in the process of macular degeneration. How do we revitalize them? So this is what we do. So this combination of red light therapy and microcurrent for, for our clients who are non-local, this is what I put in a box and ship to them, teach them how to use it, they do their daily treatments, their vision gets better. Now, I will also tell those same people, look in your area to see if you have an Acunova acupuncturist and go see them. Because mm -hmm. it, I, I just, the condition is too important to treat lightly. And sure. so I like to give people the whole treatment plan and then they enact whatever part they enact. Because again, back to our two guys with diabetes, one who will barely do anything, one who completely changed his life. Mm. I want to empower my client to make that choice to completely transform their life. I want to give them everything that they need to do that. But allow them the freedom to say, okay, guy, I hear your whole program. That sounds like a lot. I'll do the nasal laser because that's $200 and I don't have to do anything. Great. Like that's better than the nothing you were doing before. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. I want to go, go into to one point that you made there because I think 
you know, for people who are listening, who are thinking about themselves or their loved ones that are interested in, in purchasing some of these devices, how, how much instruction, guidance, coaching do they get from, from you guys? Sure. So I'm going to start off with kind of our, like our flagship product. Right. So this is our, what we call the Cerebral Fit Complete. This is mostly for uh, dementia, Parkinson's, dystonia, Huntington's, um, traumatic brain injury. Maybe if we get in, you know, to the mental health side for a person who really wants to treat their anxiety, it's a little, you know, overkill for, for a mental health side, but definitely the degenerative conditions. We need all of these devices to make a meaningful change in the momentum mm -hmm. of the disease. Cause the person with dementia has probably had that condition for 15 to 20 years before mm -hmm. they express a symptom. Right. So, so the disease has a 20 year head start on us. We don't want to put a nasal laser out as the thing to treat that, right? Mm -hmm. It's too small of an input again, better than nothing, but that's not what I want. For my clients what i want is we want to reverse this condition that's what i want i'm not satisfied unless that's what i'm seeing so we have our cerebral fit complete that's the helmet the cerebral light helmet the audiovisual entrainment device and the nasal laser so those three pieces of, of equipment bundled together with with three coaching sessions that's going to come in around forty three hundred dollars so then what that gets them is you know, an initial consult where we go through their health history, what's going on, where are they symptomatically, I put together a treatment plan for them, box that up, send that off to them. We hop on a Zoom call. When they get the devices, we go through setting up the devices, how to use it, what protocols do we want for them. Then usually at that point, the person will continue for a few weeks, maybe a few months. Then they'll reach out for that third coaching session where we'll say, okay, where are you at? What's changing? What's not changing? Great. We're getting those changes, but this area seems to be not changing. Let's tweak your protocols to be able to put more resources into those areas that aren't changing and to see if we can get change there. Mm. We have more coaching available. So if a person wants to, at that point, buy a coaching package, they can. But I invite all of my clients. They have my direct contact information. They have my phone number. They have my email. They have my text. And I get texts from my clients, you know, anytime going, Hey, you know, I was doing this and I do this, whatever, and this isn't. And I, and I answer. And, and so they, there's, uh, uh, you know, lots of support uh, in the, in the simple answers, but then also, again, if, for the people who want ongoing coaching, I have clients that are two years into our program and, you know, we, you know, may, maybe at this point it's like in three months, I might talk to them and say, okay, what do we want to change in your protocol? Because one of the things I think that, that, that people don't know that they don't know how to appreciate that when I send them those three devices, they have so much technology in that box that can do hmm. so many things that we can tweak and change and we can do um, you know, transcranial photobiomodulation, we can do brainwave entrainment, we can turn on certain lights, turn off certain lights, change how the brain is talking to itself. We can use the audiovisual entrainment to not only stimulate the, the optic system, the auditory system, but we can do true transcranial stimulation. And so say, for example, person with 
with dementia, one of the things that isn't coming along is short-term memory, right? That's not an uncommon thing to have happen. We can shift their protocol to focus more on stimulating the hippocampus with theta waves, which is the memory production and recall uh, brainwave for that area. So we can up the theta production and carry that forward for a period of time. And then that improves. But then we might that's, say, well, that's yeah. that's with this frequency specific microcurrent that you uh, can... so that's that's with the audio visual and training. With the audio visual. could also do it with the, the frequency specific, but that that that's not the device I was talking about. It's the audio visual entrainment device that has the 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 glasses, the visual entrainment, the the headphones, the audio entrainment, and then it has cranioelectric stimulation. So three yeah. modalities in one device. Wow. And, and so that I've I've got what I call our pro user upgrade kit, which is this serious biohacking um, upgrade kit to that, that lets you add in pink noise, which is, you know, incredible for the brain. Pink noise is the background rhythm of the brain. So we can mm. give it its own, um, like the, we can give the brain the stimulation that is the stimulation of a healthy brain. So pink noise, um, again, if we're thinking memory or sleep, cool. sleep issues, when the brain is sleeping, it produces brown noise. Mm -hmm. So we can stimulate the brain with brown noise to help somebody who's maybe having a sleep uh, problem. So there's just so much that we can do with these devices that, that you know, when people get them, they really need long-term support so that we can continue to unfold the resources they have in those devices as they need them. Cool. You know, as, the, as their condition starts to abate, there will be other things that we want to start to work on besides, you know, whatever crisis situation they were in when they got the devices. Wow. I mean, I'm familiar with transcranial stimulation, but the, the combination uh, that, that you just laid out is really, really cutting edge, really cool stuff. Wow. Um, no. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm super into it, uh, you know, and, and, and what, you know, as I, I try to think through the lens, think through the lens of, of my listeners and say, okay, well then what, what, what would somebody do, right? If their grandmother, you know, is experiencing dementia or, you know, they've got just gotten a, a you know, a Parkinson's diagnosis or some sort of autoimmune issue, like what, what would you, what would you suggest people do? What activation can they take? Sure. So um, I'm going to give some contact information if that's okay. Yeah, please. Point. Yeah. Sure. Okay. So um, our website is cerebralfit.com. So cerebral, then fit.com, cerebralfit.com. So you'll find all the information we've talked about today uh, is there, the products, research. I'm very big on giving people the information up front. So I have um, many, many, many lectures by leading researchers in the field. So you're not hearing it from me, the guy trying to, who's going to sell you the device, even though I'm not a salesman, I'm a practitioner. Dr. Drobot is a practitioner. Still, when a person is at that point of buying something, I'm a salesperson. Yeah. So sure. I, I've got talks by Michael Levin, one of my favorite researchers at Tufts University in bioelectric medicine. Go watch a couple talks by uh, Michael Levin and find out what they're doing with bioelectric medicine. It will blow your mind what they're doing. It's phenomenal. Um, 
uh, MIT, their work with gamma uh, uh, waves and reversing Alzheimer's, great research. You can go listen to their research team talk about it. Um, Dr. Chazot at Durham University. So all you can find all this information on the site. So cerebrofit.com. And then you can contact me uh, at messages at cerebrofit.com. So messages at cerebrofit.com, that will come to me. On the website, they can schedule an appointment. So we have a free 15-minute consult. We have a 45-minute uh, consult, $75, but it's free if a person moves forward with a treatment plan. So it's, I call it free-ish. Uh, but a great way to start is one of the consults where we just talk through like what's going on, what's the condition. Yeah. And often people have multiple overlapping conditions. I just did a consult last night with somebody with MS with somewhat of a, a atypical presentation. And so where I might say, oh, you have MS, you need this. After talking with them, it's like, oh yeah, you don't need that. You need a completely different set of devices to treat how your MS is showing up. Hmm. But but we do, we have good success with it because again, it's a, it's a neurodegenerative condition that has multiple factors going on and we need to support the vitality of the body in you know, six, seven, eight, nine, ten different areas to change that degenerative process, so that body uh, has a chance to push back against the degenerative forces and move back into a you know a vitalized, healthy, you know what in an MS world they might say in remission um, place. So, so I never, you know, so again we can say a condition. This is what I recommend for the condition, but it's really. At the end of the day, people are people, they're not conditions. Yeah. And so I talk with everybody, find out. And then I also talk about what else is happening in their household. Sure. Right? So do they have they have children? And you know, and depending on the age of the person, they have adult children with issues or they have grandchildren with issues. And so can I put together a kit of devices that isn't just useful for them, but maybe it's them and their spouse and their daughter and their granddaughter? all are going to be able to benefit from these devices because now that investment isn't an investment in one person. It's an investment across the family. Mm. So we really try and, you know, make that effort again, for me, a big thing is efficiency is, you know, in healthcare, like a lot is packed into the efficiency quotient mm -hmm. and that's, that's cost, that's simplicity, that's multifunction devices. Like if you look at our devices, they all treat multiple conditions. They all do multiple things. Because I don't like one trick ponies. Mm. You can imagine if, if you if you need 10 different inputs, you have to buy 10 different devices. It's like, no. I mean, yeah. We want to have devices that, that really have multiple functions. So they're more useful to the end user, either for the condition they have, or most people have multiple conditions. And so can we help somebody with their eyesight, with their cardiac health and their neuropathy? Mm. You know, like, yes, we can find yes. a device that will help you across all three of those areas. Great. That's the right device for you. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and where, where I think about this too, is for the people who are already pretty fit, pretty healthy and want to optimize, mm -hmm. they want to take it from 
from good to very good or good to great for whatever their lifestyle requires, um, it beats a bunch of caffeine, right? It beats, Absolutely. You know, it beats, Absolutely. Yeah. beats wacky stimulants, you know, um, this is, this is so cool. Um, so we've given, we've given people where they can, where they can go on the internet. So I'd like to just conclude with, uh, with a final question. And this has been so great. Uh, thank you for, um, you're doing good work in the world guy. And I appreciate you. I, I can I can hear it in your voice. I can see it on your face that you really are out here to help people and help people with with non-invasive multifactorial devices that will help them live a better life. And and I think that that's phenomenal. So my hat goes off to you. Um, to, so the final question is uh, fill in the blank, and this can be based on anything in your experience, and and you can elaborate as much or as little as you wish. But please fill in the blank. Everyone would benefit from knowing. Oh, <laughs> okay. So, um, boy, we do we have another ninety minutes. Yeah, I yeah, know, I know. <laughs> <laughs> so, so here's here's my thing. This is this is again. I'm going to go point people back to Michael Levin, Tufts University, his research in bioelectric medicine, and what he's doing in regenerative medicine is absolutely everybody would benefit from knowing this, but, but here's the piece is too often in, in healthcare, in medicine, we talk, we think about the body as a machine as just kind of this passive thing that we're going to put something in to push it around to get it to do something. And what Michael Levin's work and his, his group, but also Chinese medicine has been telling us for 5,000 years, only now in Western medicine, we're, we're discovering it and proving it. So so they're coming together, which is our living body is intelligent. There's nothing in our body that doesn't have an, its own innate intelligence. They're, everything in us, an individual cell is a problem-solving machine, right? It's, a, it's, a, it's an intelligent, living, intelligent entity that is trying to do whatever its job is the best that it can. And it's going to keep figuring out how to do it no matter what the environment is. It's going to figure out how to do its thing. And, and now we have this ability to, to start to interact with our body, not from a machine that's dumb we need to push around with chemicals or electricity, but to interact with the intelligence of the system. And to me, that's that's really the advent, that's the cusp we're standing on, mm. is this understanding that that we aren't intelligence in the sense of what's in my head and what I know, I, I would say calculus, but I don't know calculus, um, but, but not that intelligence. The intelligence that goes all the way down, like they've shown it now, that just a simple chemical reaction has an innate intelligence in it. There's intelligence all the way down to the level of molecules. And, and this is the thing, is understanding that that is true and, and we can and ought to interact with ourselves, other people, other animals, plants, that they're all intelligent and there's an intelligence for us to interact with. Not parts, not chemicals, but intelligence. Mind to mind, no matter the level, that's, that's yeah, that's the thing that excites me the most. 
That is a truly unique answer. I have, I've asked that question hundreds, literally hundreds of times, and I've never had a response like that. That was, that's really wonderful. Dear listener, go back and listen to that again. And if you can really kind of grok that concept, you're going to be ahead of the game. Guy Odishaw, thank you so much for joining me today on the Optimal Performance Podcast. Thank you for having me. It was a delight. Let's do this again.